You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Live from the Reisman Recording Room, it is day seven of Detroit Lions training camp. My name is Jeremy Reisman with Pride of Detroit. With me as always to break down our daily practices here is uh, general manager of Friday Detroit. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. We're just going with it Are now. we sticking with We're, it? Do I, do I need to no, don't change anything. make a formal change? Oh, no? Only sure? of this podcast. You're the general manager of this podcast. How about that? Uh, Eric Schlitt is here. Eric, how are we doing, buddy? Uh, it's hot today. It a little was, hot. Yeah. Um, longer practice. Lots of fans. Lots of excitement. Lots of... Uh, you know, intensity. Well, yeah, I, I was gonna say drama, but I don't think there was lots of drama. There no. was there was a few moments, and a few good, really good, big plays too. Yeah, it was a it was a fun day. Uh, definitely more of a show than on Sunday, and, yeah. and we'll get into all that. Let's, uh, as always, kind of start with injuries here. Mostly good news today. We get Marvin Jones back off the NFI, and he looked like he was thrown right into the action there. Yep. Uh, we got Jamison Williams, despite having a low practice on Sunday, full go today. It looked like got his first padded team stuff mm-hmm. um, of, of his camp, of any camp for him, I should say, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, um, the only guys that were out-out were Panay Sewell, who we knew about, um, Hendon Hooker, obviously, and uh, and who am I forgetting? Emmanuel Mosley. Emmanuel Mosley, you're right. Yeah, I think Houston was limited a little yeah. bit still. Um, and then there were a couple of injuries that happened uh, during practice. Yeah, and let's start um, with the obvious one. And I only say obvious because everyone saw it happen. Um, Shane Zilstra took a low shot from uh, Jer- or Khalil Dorsey. Um, yeah, not illegal, but but it was low. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a it was a legit hit. It just happened to be low, um, and kind of hit him at a bad angle. Looked like right on that knee. So yeah. um, concerning. Had some uh, teammates take knees and stuff, and. Uh, uh, good news was he got up and he was uh, leaning on the trainers as he was exiting the field. And I believe you said you saw him uh, yeah. separate from the trainers and, yep. and walk on his own a little bit too. Yep. So it's encouraging because uh, it did look it did look pretty bad when it happened. Yeah, he got off under his own power, which is is, is a promising sign. Obviously, we're going to have to wait and see where that one is. Um, the other injury. Per, I mean, I can't even speculate necessarily it's an injury, but yeah. um, we, we lost Sam Laporte at some point in the practice. <laughs> yeah, um, and it just disappeared. Yeah, wasn't participating in the team drills. We didn't see him on the sidelines. Don't know what's going on there necessarily, but something obviously <clears throat> to keep an eye out. Lions are going to be off tomorrow, so we won't really know anything until Wednesday when we talk to Dan Campbell, but just kind of something to keep in your back of the mind. Yeah, I he was on my notes for like the first hour. Yeah. And then... He did kind of. He just. He. I couldn't find him anymore. Yeah. And so I'm not even sure if he was. Maybe not even an hour. Um, but he was definitely there yeah. to start today. Right. Um, it was just. Yeah, and no one really knew. We yeah. asked around, and uh, no one really saw him exit. So we'll have to put a pin in that one. All right. Well, let's jump into practice itself. This is this is one that I feel like is is going to get a lot of play on social media. In fact, I've seen oh. it already get a lot of play on yeah. social media from some aggregators. Uh, but let's talk about Jameson Williams because. <laughs> People have already talked 
a yep. lot about his day and said he struggled, he's horrible, whatever. Um, and and let's be clear, it was a tough start to the day for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it started with individual drills where they're they're one of the drills that they like to do is you know run catch and while you're catching the ball, we're going to throw towels at you mm-hmm. as kind of a distraction. And he dropped one of those passes, and then we got to one on ones and he dropped one of those passes, and then he got in a fight with Starling Thomas, <laughs> and then that like it started adding up and you, you could sense some frustration from the crowd. You can sense some beat writers saying like, "What the heck is going on?" But then practice continued, and Jameson Williams continued, and I thought he got a lot better as practice mm-hmm. went on. He went and caught a, a touchdown during seven-on-sevens against C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He did a one-on-one for C.J. Gardner-Johnson in which he had him turned around. He created, like, th- granted, this is a, a red zone, like, mm-hmm. you're, you know, a couple yards from the, the, the end zone drill, mm-hmm. and he had four or five yards of separation in an instant. Yeah. Just wasn't on the same page as the quarterback, so didn't ca- didn't end up catching the ball because it was thrown away from him, but... I thought it was a nice rebound from him. It wasn't a perfect day for him, it, and and the struggles are there and concerning. Like the, we've talked about the drops here before, and they're continuing. That's something to continue to be worried about. But I think this this idea that it was a horrible practice and he's a horrible teammate because he <laughs> he threw a punch at Sterling Thomas. Like he did for to the record, yeah. he threw a punch at him. But like <clears throat> I thought it was actually a pretty balanced day for Jameson Williams. Not not yeah. this like disaster of a day that that maybe it's being painted as already. Well, I, I think it's important to remember that this was his first padded practice um, in training camp ever. Right. Right. He's also not been on the field for a week as well. Yep. So there's bound to be some rust, right? Um, he did have some really nice plays. And, and I, I don't even know if he was the agitator, to be honest, with that uh, whole <laughs> right. skirmish. I, I think uh, Starling has got some fire. Yes. Right. I mean, that's we, one word for it. <laughs> right. We, we've we've seen Starling not back down from anybody. And that's one of the things that I think is going to help him make the team is that he doesn't care if you're a six uh, like, a um, you know, a six foot six, 330 pound offensive lineman or if you're a first round draft pick. If you get in his way and do something he doesn't want, he's going to let you know. Um, I think Jamo's block that yeah, he had right. was probably. We've been asking, when is there going to be a big play? When is there going to be a big play? And we've been looking for Gibbs to have a big play. And, um, you know, Gibbs shoots a little gap up the middle, uh, awesome, like, acceleration through through there, hits it outside, sets up his blocks, and it's J-Mo who comes in and absolutely cleans house. I yeah. mean, like, it it wasn't like a, oh, good job sealing the edge. It was a put-you-on-your-butt uh, hit, and it was devastating. Like, it was – I was impressed. And, and that – Freed him up for like another twenty yards, like yep. you know what I mean. Like that was a, that would have been like a fifty yard gain, uh, fifty yard run when it was all said and done. Like it was, and 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 Jamo was a huge catalyst in making that happen. I'm not as worried about the drops, uh, especially when it's individual stuff. Like you want them to be a little sharper in the teams, um, but yeah, I, you know, I you do have to be keep an eye on it. But again, I attribute some of that to. Him, he hasn't played. He hasn't caught. He hasn't caught a pass in practice in in a week. You right. know what I mean? So, well, I mean, uh, live eleven on eleven reps with it's pads. Fast. It's fast. Has I mean, it's it's almost never happened in his NFL career. Well, right? Never, not in training <laughs> camp because he missed all of last right. training camp. Right. So he's never done a training camp in pads before today. But to me, I, I mean, considering the drops have been something that we've seen consistently sure. on each level, sure, sure, it, sure. it's something that I think is certainly noteworthy. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about C.J. Gardner Johnson too because while Jimo beat him, I would say twice on the day. In general, I think this was 
the best, best day. day. Yeah. And granted, this is also kind of his first time fully padded mm-hmm. and, and ready to go. And there are no limitations. Like a week ago is when he had that knee injury. And he is just, I mean, he was electric today. Yeah. He 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 almost retired Jameer Gibbs <laughs> on, a, on, yeah. on a screen. Well, a, little, a little flat, I mean. Yeah. Um, Goff ran to play. Checked down, or he, you know, went through his reads, didn't have it, checked down to Gibbs in the flat. Gardner Johnson saw it coming from a mile away and waited, 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 timed it, and then absolutely smashed Gibbs. Uh, Gibbs exited to the point where we were like, oh, I wonder if he's going to come back. Uh, and he did. He was yeah. fine. He, yep. you know, he, they went to the second team after, or they, you know, rotated some other backs in and then went to the second, you know, second team. But he came back in the next series of, of things. But, yeah, Gardner Johnson is a very savvy vet. He is a very loud talker, and uh, <laughs> he likes to encourage his defensive teammates. And um, he's always going to be vocal. I think I don't think they're they're we're ever going to see him, you know, not vocal at this yeah. point. Like he's he's chirping at the offense. He's encouraging his de- his team defensive teammates, and uh, he expects everyone to play at his level. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, and he 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 made that very clear a couple of times <laughs> to other starters on the team that they need to play at his level, and um, so I, I mean he's he's taking on that leadership role. I know I know some of the other defensive backs that I've talked to throughout the the week um, have talked about him, turning to him as as a mentor and stuff, and so. Um, it's very uh, fortunate that he escaped that injury, and he looks. Fully back, like no hesitation or anything yeah. to his game. He's was he was very sharp today. And it's worth noting when Jameer Gibbs took that hit. Um, literally, I think it was the play before that Broderick Martin literally just fell on him. Oh yeah, in, in a run play, another disruptive play from Broderick <clears throat> Martin, who continues to get some work with the ones. I think a little bit more with the twos today because we saw a lot of Isaiah Bugs as well. But um, yeah. Yeah. Broderick just. He just collapsed everything. Like, like it was the whole run play was running right, and then all of a sudden everybody stopped. Yeah, and it was because Martin just stopped, and everyone had to stop with him, and then he just fell out. Yeah, it was a uh, Martin's power shows up sometimes, and it's like it's it kind of gives you that whoa, yeah. that whoa moment. Um, while we're on the defensive line, uh, I, I I think we. Hit- it, not that this is any surprise, but another dominant day from Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, and, and, of course, it has to be thrown in with a caveat that we're still dealing with um, Matt Nelson at right tackle. And so he, yeah. that's who he's going against most often with Panay still dealing with a concussion. Um, but, man, it he looks like a man on a mission this year. He's, he's We've talked about him being bigger, but, like, tight ends don't have an answer for him. Matt Nelson is not on his level. I mean— He's just not. I mean, yeah. Aiden Aiden is just a different level of player. And, uh, you know, when they did the run-fit drills early in the game or early in practice, he was in the backfield all the time. He was living in the backfield. He was – he was. The, the thing about Aiden is his, his – I really think, like, his power has improved. And yep. what I've noticed is that he will lock up his guy – and set the edge and force the like an outside run to come back in yep. right through his through that B gap and then he just sheds whoever's in front of him and then hits the running back at, at either at the line or just be behind the line and he did that like four or five times at least every practice we, we, at least today like it's 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 he's doing two things at once because he's living outside to, to 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 you know dictate where the run play goes and then he's also getting in and stopping the run and he's it's the line you know when Panay Sewell's not in there 
nobody can really match up against him. Yeah, and we've seen some tight ends get tossed yeah. in his wake, and it happened again, I think, yeah. with the uh, um, 89. Uh, Brock Wright. Brock Wright, again, early Brock, in practice. Brock's not small either. <laughs> yeah, that's, not. that's the thing. Um, speaking of guys that we talk about every single day, uh, we should probably talk about Brian Branch again because oh, I, I look. I was like, maybe we can go a day without talking about Brian Branch. Nope. No, in uh, these run fit plays, he was filling. He was blitzing. He had uh, another tackle for a loss. He probably would have had a sack. Um, he's showing the ability to play contain. He's showing the ability to um, play off of Aiden playing contain and then fill. Um, he got another PBU, so that's he's back on track there. Um, where he blitzed off the line, running back engaged him, and then he jumped uh, as the pass was going out and just jumped up and knocked it down. And uh, he's just – I don't know how he's not going to play. Yeah, how are they going to keep this guy off the field? I don't they know. Can. And, and just to paint a picture to it, practice, like – at this portion of practice, it's run defense on what's one side, which yeah. is basically offensive line, defensive line, linebackers. Yes. And then on the other side of the field, it's 1v1 wide receivers versus DBs. Mm-hmm. Brian Branch started on the run defensive side, mm-hmm. but they wanted him on the other side too because he does so much. Because yeah. he does every like he is such a good box defender from what we've seen. It's mad, unbelievable. But but what I mean, what have we been saying the first half of practice, the, mm-hmm. fir- the, the first week of practice, mm-hmm. how many pass breakups he has? Yeah. And so, yeah, like, this is a guy who can be a three-down player. Just where are you going to put him, though? Like, yeah. you, you already have – I mean, we're talking our praises about C.J. Gardner-Johnson, too. Mm-hmm. It's just like you're going to have well, op- options to put both those guys on the field, but part of, part of me is just like, I want more branch, man. Mm-hmm. So, some of the fallout that we've seen, and again, we have to use, you know, take this with a grain of salt because I don't want Aaron Glenn yelling at me about <laughs> positional versatility, you know, like players being up with the Repping ones with or two, the yeah. two. Yeah, but, but, but one of the things that we've seen is um, branch at the nickel – shifting Gardner Johnson back to safety next to Kirby and then having Tracy take a step aside. Right. And um, right. some of that I think is Tracy – He look, as excited as we are to have Tracy back from that Achilles, it's been less than a year. And, yeah. and, and so, like, I think they're starting to dial him back a little bit. And I don't know if it's because he's injured or if it's because they're just trying different ideas or – or whatever it is, but when they when they do drop Garner Johnson back to the safety level, it's almost always for for Tracy. Yeah. Um, again, could be management, could be strategy, but um, that's how that's how they've been getting Branch on the field. They 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 bring him in as a nickel and then drop him in the box, or they just honestly they just they can just line him up at linebacker too, because at yeah. it there's going to be situations where. In passing situations, or I don't know, even run situations, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jack Campbell and Brian Branch as as the linebackers. Like you know, because like they're so effective at it. Yeah, I, I do want to talk a little bit about Tracy because I didn't think it was a particularly great day from him. Hmm. Um, but more more so on the other side, I, I have to talk about Dylan Drummond because I know hmm. he's not a guy that we typically talk about. He's not a guy necessarily that we we think of as, as even in the competition for maybe that wide receiver five or six spot, but he had himself a day yeah. and he had two one-on-ones against Tracy Walker and cleanly beat him on both, which is, is in and of itself is, is impressive. But then he took it over to, to team drills and mostly playing with the twos and threes, mm-hmm. caught a couple big passes on some of these situational drives. 
He's a guy that, I mean, I don't know what you think about the, the wide receiver depth, but I haven't seen a lot of separation amongst that group. Obviously, you got Denzel Mims into that group, but like when it comes to him versus, you know, even Antoine Green, I feel like, has had a couple quiet days. Granted, he missed a, a couple practices. Chase Coda, um, Trinity Benson. I, this is the most standout day I've seen from the depth wide receivers, and so it's notable. I mean, if, if he can stack some of those days together, maybe like he starts to earn his way into bubble our bubble watch talk. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, stack, stacking days starts with one. And so I thought today was a really good day for him. Yeah, I think he showed up five times in my notebook today, um, getting passes from each of the reserve quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, going over the middle, too, as well. Mm-hmm. He, and he showed good hands to uh, – you know, uh, you know, put his arms up late, reach yes. up, snag it out, yep. uh, quick, like uh, just get your hands up quick, bring Stab it down it out quick. Of the air, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was good, good form, good technique, good execution. Um, I guess it's worth talking about. They they did more, uh, you know, situational drills here. Mm-hmm. Um, the situation they set up is uh, on the opponent forty one yard line, thirty one seconds left, two timeouts, down six. Uh, both offenses failed and didn't get particularly cr- close. The I believe the second team offense went four and out. Uh, First team offense got down in the red zone, but couldn't close it out. Yeah, they didn't, and they were still, I don't know, a good 10, 15 yards away, it felt like. Didn't seem very, I mean, again, to me, this felt like a defense-dominated practice, which has kind of been the trend since earlier in the camp, and, um, you know, that's going to be read two different ways, right? Like, oh, wow, this defense is getting better, or, uh uh-oh, is this offense starting to regress? (laughs) Um, We'll we'll probably have a better idea of that once once joint practices rolls around, but... um, I don't know. Anything else from you? Any guys that stuck out from you in the rest of practice? Um, I don't. I don't think there was anything. You know, I think over overall, we saw more drops today. Yeah. Than a couple, normal. A couple from Amon, right, which <laughs> right, which jaw dropping, which is where I was going with it. Yeah. And I know that like the JMO stuff is going to be the storyline. Yeah. Um, and that's what people are going to feed into, but it wasn't. Just him. You know, like you said, a couple from Amon Ra, um, a couple other from different receivers. Uh, and it was just – it It. It just – I thought the running game was a lot better and I thought the yeah. passing game was not. Agreed. And, and so um, – and overall, I think the defense has been pretty steady. So yeah. um, a little bit of like the offense finding its way again. Uh, they, they flash, you know, some really exciting stuff. But um, yeah, drops were drops were the uh, the notable thing today. Yeah, I guess the the last thing to go out on is is kicker watch. Uh, we had more field goals today. Both kickers went uh, went four for five um, from 33, 42, 45, 48, and fifty one. Um, Romo missed from fifty one. It was pretty wide right and yeah. also oh, almost short. So it feels like he's kind of changing the way he's kicking the ball a little bit because we know he's a power kicker. We know he doesn't have to kick it yeah. too hard to, to get to fifty one. But that one was uh, I don't know maybe a miss hit. I don't know. Uh, and then uh, we had uh, Patterson miss from forty five. Yep, they both went right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Patterson. He he missed. Uh, his was a, his. He barely missed it. Like it was, it was close enough yeah. that I had to look to to verify with the other reporters to to see. But he's still just a little bit off. And I started watching the snaps today. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like there was anything that really separated those snaps yeah. on those either. Like, and I know, I know there's probably uh, you know five people other than myself that are interested <laughs> in the in the long snapper battle. 
But um, I'm not really finding anything to separate uh, those guys. Yeah, and if you care about who's repping first, it was uh, it was Romo with uh, McQuade as the long snapper, and then yeah. it was Patterson and uh, the other guy, Scott Daly, who was uh, long snapping for the quote unquote second team. But yeah, they've been swapping those daily. And, exactly, and it I was think, the opposite yesterday. Yeah, so I think that battle's still very much going on. But that'll do it for our daily podcast. We will have our main POD cast recording on Monday night, available for you Tuesday morning, and then it's a day off for us. So we will be back here on our daily training camp podcast on Wednesday. We'll talk to you guys then. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.